Burroughs Furniture is built for the way you live. From ensuring easy assembly and disassembly to honoring highly requested new colors for their award-winning seating, they always have their customers in mind. Their modular seating is made out of durable materials to last and grow with you. And with Burrow, you always get fast, free shipping. Get up to 60% off during Burrow's Memorial Day sale at burrow.com slash ACAST. That's burrow.com slash ACAST. Burrow.com slash ACAST. You try and get me to do a pull-up, I'm probably going to shit my pants. <laughs> Oh hi, I'm sorry, I didn't see you there. That's totally awkward random. Kia ora everyone, welcome back to The Shit Show. Once again, we've got Squish joining us on the mic, and I know that a lot of you are glad that we've had three consecutive weeks with Squishy. Oh, yeah. Ooh. <laughs> Squish, how are Dude, you? Squish. Uh, good, I've got cold feet. Um, about doing the pod ha- or about getting married? No, I what? just don't have socks on and it's cold here today. <laughs> and Nick's not getting married, everyone. Oh, or are you? Uh, no, not as far as I'm aware. No. I was going to say something that could have put you in jeopardy. <laughs> Uh-oh. <laughs> Ruby, delete that. <laughs> um, Squish, how has your week been, Dal, aside from the cold feet? Um, yeah, basically, yeah, it's been cold, but... It's been good. We've been doing lots of tastings at the winery, and it's been nice. Mm. And Lucy, how's, your... how's yours been? Yeah, yeah, I was getting there, Lucy. I was getting there. Look, I'm not so good at this co-host thing. It's all about me. Um, <laughs> what about you, Lucy? How's your week been? I've had a really good week. Well, I had a really good day yesterday because I interviewed the cast, or the two main guys from the cast of um, a summer I tu- The Summer I Turned Pretty, which you'll all be able to see on TikTok in two weeks because it's all under embargo right now but squish when i tell you and i know i'm slightly delusional but then i actually can see it in your eyes you're sort of looking out into the distance like i do want to glazed over um but seriously like we had a really fun interview and we had chemistry and i was like oh my god this is like really natural and <laughs> it's not gonna sound natural because it was a little bit of lag but then afterwards I messaged him to say thank you for the interview or whatever not thinking they'd reply because this was all set up through like a press junket yeah and then Chris the main guy followed back and dm'd saying um like I promise you and this is for both of us that you were our favorite of the day and like what they say you're the favorite of the day like no questions asked or something like thank you so much and seriously it was such a good interview it was only like five minutes so yeah I had a really good interview and now just really excited to do the shit show as per usual so oh fucking hell I even have it written down here housekeeping Lucy tell everyone to please Give this a review, subscribe, do all those good things that really help us with the shit show because it needs all the help it can mm. get, honestly. No, no, yeah. no, I'm kidding. Um, just because, seriously, it does help us and we love seeing your reviews and your ratings. So please do that. Share it with your friends if you find it interesting. And Nick, 
more importantly, what was the weirdest thing you saw on the internet this week? Um, I've got a question. Yeah. What is the Grimace Shake thing about? So, do you actually know, or is your niche now on here being no. a boomer and not understanding? Okay. I've seen some people fall into a river after drinking yes. a, a yes. purple milkshake from McDonald's. Okay. <laughs> and Lucy, I feel like you're the best person yes. that can explain to me what in the hell is going no, on. No, that's true. And even this one only recently has come across my, my radar, but I find it fucking hilarious. So it's basically Gen Z going rogue with a marketing trend. And so nice. Grimace is this purple creature from the McDonald's Cinematic Universe, I believe. And it's his birthday, or it was, or it has been for a while. And so they've released a purple... Birth week. Purple Grimace Shake. They, I don't know, did a bit of a Grimace takeover and that's all fine. But then people started doing reviews, in quote marks, of the Grimace Shake. So they take a sip and they're like, oh, it's pretty good. And then it cuts to them, like, dying in a really horrific way, covered in purple goo. And it's basically just really funny because you know that the McDonald's marketing team is loving it, but they can't share this. They can't repost people fucking pretending to die. Do you think it's manufactured by McDonald's at all and this is a giant conspiracy or is this organic? I I honestly reckon it's like organic. It's like we have a little brother called Ben and it's something that I can imagine his friends like doing randomly. Yeah. And then it going viral. But it kind of gives me Harlem Shake vibes in a way. Harlem Shake, Grimace Shake. Oh my god. <laughs> I saw a really good one where, the, where the, the lady ends up crawling all over the ceiling with Grimace pink stuff coming out her nose. Oh my god. They're really, really, so have these been naturally coming across your feet? Yeah, yeah. So you yeah. are more Gen Z than me then because I've like read about this via a newsletter I've received. I never thought I'd hear the day where you call me more Gen Z than you. <laughs> just this one time, Squish. Just this one time. Anyway, that wasn't my weirdest thing. Oh. My weirdest thing was the Mark Zuckerberg and Elon Musk cage fight. Yeah. Which is like a fucking wild sentence to even say. Like, what the hell? And honestly, let them fucking go for it. It would be pretty entertaining but also really like secondhand embarrassment vibes, probably. Oh, um, so embarrassing. But Elon Musk tweeted that he would be up for a cage fight with Zuckerberg, and the Meta CEO um, shot back by posting a screenshot of Musk's tweet on Instagram with the caption, Sent me location. No, it's just. <laughs> Which gives very like underground fight club vibes. Yeah, they're doing it so publicly, though. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, literally on the biggest platform. I guess we both know who these two people are and if you don't know yep. who Mark Zuckerberg and Elon Musk are then I can't help you they've obvi- obviously never listened to an episode of the shit show yeah or sort of open their eyes but we don't really know what their fighting credentials are so I've got a little background so the Zuck um, he weighs in at 70 kil- kilograms um, that's like 150 pounds um, but and the Zuck competes in the lowest level of competitive jujitsu. Um, he's got a white belt he can do jujitsu, which is Hollywood superstar Mark Zuckerberg. Yeah, yes, exactly. Zuckerberg can do jujitsu. Um, Carry on. <laughs> Lucy's just cracking herself up. I can hear. <laughs> Sitting there laughing her ass off at herself. <laughs> Although it's competitive jujitsu, it's the white belt is the first rank of five in expertise. Okay. Um, so not super high level jujitsu, but I think he won a game or a fight against another person the other day, which okay. was pretty good. 
Um, Zuckerberg has also recently completed the Murph Challenge, which apparently is a pretty big deal. It's named after a Marine from the US military. It's a CrossFit challenge, and it involves 100 pull-ups, 200 push-ups, 300 squats. Um, It starts with a mile run, and it finishes with a mile run, and you have to do it in like 20 minutes or something with a backpack on. So it's like pretty intense. It sounds like something Duncan would do. I don't even know if I could do like ten pull ups and twenty push ups and thirty I couldn't squats. Do one pull up. You try and get me to do a pull up, I'm probably gonna shit my pants. Right. <laughs> shit show special, Lucy tries to do a pull up. <laughs> shit show special. I try to do one pull up. <laughs> a twenty minute long expose on Lucy's a 20 minute long episode of me grunting. It's going to have like a rocky montage in it. Da-da, da-da. Da-da, da-da. I think I've been listening to too much of Brittany Broski's podcast because she's so rogue with the shit she says and, and she gave me the confidence to say that. You've always had the confidence. Anyway, <laughs> Elon Musk, on the other hand, he weighs in at 80 kilos which is a full 10 kegs heavier than Zuck, which is a you know pretty decent weight advantage. And he measures six foot one tall. So he's a he's got a bit more reach. He's Uh-oh. a bit of a bigger unit. Um, so he's got the hate, the the hate. Yeah, he's a hateful. Probably no, both, he has yeah. the, 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 the weight and height advantage. Um, but what he has physically, he lacks in experience, apart from apparently being in, this is a quote, real hardcore street fights when he was growing up in South Africa, which I can kind of believe. Could be true. Um, Could be true. He has had a number of offers of coaching, however, so this experience may, may come. Um, and these are from a number of different places, with one of those being from Andrew Tate. Oh. I don't know if he's taken up the offer, but of course he was trying to get in on the uh, in on the action. He's also done some practice battling or sparring or wrestling or cuddling with um, Lex Friedman, who is a... Oh my God. Who is a podcaster who apparently knows a lot of uh, jiu-jitsu. Uh, so why do these guys even want to fight in the first place? Um, that's a good question. <laughs> it was recently reported that Meta has a Twitter competitor coming out, um, and Musk has been taunting Zuckerberg on Twitter with zingers like "Zuck my," uh, and then it's like a tongue, the tongue emoji coming out. So that just sounds like he wants a kiss. Zuck my tongue. Suck my tongue. Yeah, this um, cage fight's going to turn into a kissing match. <laughs> <laughs> Who and then I'll post about um, it and people will be like, why are you posting about this and not the kiss between blah, 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 blah. <laughs> <laughs> the kiss that broke a nation. The chief, the CPO, the chief product officer of um, Meta last week told com- uh, employees from the company that the creators want a version of Twitter that is sanely run and that apparently drew cheers from the crowd. Um, <laughs> and Zuckerberg has said that I've always thought that Twitter should have a billion people using it. So oh I guess, oh, I know, right? Wow. But will it ha- will it happen, Lucy? I don't know. What the cage fight? Yeah, I don't know. He keeps tweeting over and over again that this might actually happen, which is kind of vague, um, and that the most entertaining outcome is most likely, which would be a kissing match. Um. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I will say, didn't don't you have a mug that I bought you of a tweet from Elon Musk? Like years ago, that says I'm going to actually do this. I will actually do this, or say, oh, I'm going. Yeah, but I think that was about like rocket ships or something. Like, yeah, yeah. 
So, but you know, sometimes when the man tweets it, he means it. Most of the time, I mean, he doesn't. He has tweeted the entertaining outcome is the most likely. Um, he tweets that a lot. Um, yeah. He tweets that about like his test rockets and stuff, which, to be fair, a rocket blowing up is kind of entertaining. <laughs> um, and like Alexander Hamilton, who wrote financial mm. systems into existence, Elon tweets things into existence. You just had to shoehorn Hamilton in there somehow, didn't you? <laughs> well, it just came to me and I thought, well, like a few years ago, I would have no idea that Alexander Hamilton wrote the financial system of the US into existence. You want to sing about it? No, I think that's banned from this podcast, even though I think I've already broken that ban this episode. Anyway, that's a really good weirdest thing that also doubles as Squish's story. I thought it was pretty weird, yeah. It, I went kind of deep on my weirdest thing this week. Oh, and also, I did a poll um, on Siska for who people thought would win. Mm-hmm. And 60% said Zuckerberg would win and 40% said Elon. So way more even than I actually... Who do you think would win? And that was on Zuck's own platform. Yeah, so he probably had influence over that. I think they should just keep going until... No, um, I don't know who would win, but I would be tuning in. That would be the one fight like sorry tommy fury sorry jake paul i won't watch y'all would you go to a bar and watch it i think i'd probably have to do it from the privacy of my own home so i could make heaps of content oh, about it make yeah. some memes oh you're just a you content know? machine anyway squish people aren't getting any younger sitting here and listening to us bang on no about. i've aged about a year and a half in this last sort of 20 minutes but do you know where people are getting younger do you want to tell me well my weirdest thing will tell you yes in south korea People are becoming younger either by one year or oh two years under a new age counting law. So this is my weirdest thing. It's also a news story because interesting. Um, but basically, there's a new law in South Korea that's trying to align the two sort of age counting methods in North Korea. So I'm, oh, oh, I meant to say South North Korea. <laughs> Oops, in South Korea. Um, and so one of the systems counts you like as soon as you're born you're a yep. year old so oh. it counts that time in the womb as but a it's year. not even a year no nope so that's a bit topsy-turvy and then another one is that's a bit fucked up. it counts everyone is aging by a year on the first of january hey and so but now 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 don't you worry so they had two going not sure how they decided i could have looked into that didn't <laughs> um now they've decided that the age counting is going to be switched to being based on your birth date and that just changed on wednesday oh my god so that's actually really interesting that is kind of weird that is weird i'm sandra and i'm just the professional your small business was looking for but you didn't hire me because you didn't use linkedin jobs linkedin has professionals you can't find anywhere else including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role like me in a given month over 70 percent of linkedin users don't visit other leading job sites so if you're not looking on linkedin you'll miss out on great candidates like sandra start hiring professionals like a professional Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. But now, something um, that you're absolutely not allowed to find interesting or people will hate, hate, hate on you in your Instagram comments (laughs) forever and ever, even when you've covered the Greek migrant crisis in your newsletter with context is the titan 
submersible disaster. But Squish, we might talk about that anyway because we love the shit show listeners mm. and they don't hate on us. Well, yeah, and if they do, we can't see it immediately. True, and it's just gorge. So we just have a few updates for you because last week we spoke about it and classic shit show behaviour. The episode went out on a Friday and all the new updates came yeah, out on Friday. So it always happens. But first of all, Mr. Beast was apparently meant to be on said submersible. It wasn't clear whether he was meant to be on this trip or a future upcoming trip or a previous trip. As far as I'm aware, I don't know if he clarified that it was meant to be this one. Um, but, oh my God, could you imagine the internet if he was on it? No, like that would be even more sort of dystopian if he mm. was on that. Um, and people have been saying in the screenshot that he shared, it was blue because like he obviously sent it to himself or whatever. Yeah, he's not that fucking dumb. He replied to a tweet. Yeah, like the man knows how to use the internet. Yeah. He replied oh, to that saying, this was a screenshot that my friend sent me back of when I text him telling him that I yeah. might be going on it. And it, that was just a cheap way for people to get, like, easy likes and easy outrage. As soon as it happened, I was like, okay, guys, Mr. Beast probably isn't lying about this. Mm. Yeah, yeah, I know, right? Like, it's, come on. Yeah. Um, but also, Nick, we did find out that basically it imploded, and it was kind of known that it imploded at the same time as it lost connection with the main land yeah with the boat so yeah the navy uh using top secret navy things um basically heard a giant noise that would be uh in line with an implosion at around the same time that it lost connection so i don't know that's pretty big evidence um and then james cameron um sort of the the goat of driving submarines that he designed the submersible that worked Yeah. yeah yeah so um so he's actually we can actually trust what he has to say. Um, and he knew basically immediately that it popped. And he went in. And it popped? Um, <laughs> <laughs> well, it's kind of the opposite of popping, actually. He knew that it pipped. <laughs> no. Yeah. It, um, and he's come out yeah. and been really a, a, a voice of reason for this whole situation, hasn't he? Yeah, for sure. And then people have been like, why should I trust a director to do this? Blah, 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 blah. It's like, bro, just... Well, why should you trust he's... a CEO to go down and... Yeah, well, it's not even about just trusting a director. It's like, if you took 30 seconds to actually figure yeah. out what's going on, you know, that James Cameron is more of an undersea explorer than he is a director. Oh, like, truly. A director is kind of a hobby compared to... His... But yeah. anyway. But anyway, we will continue to come back on here with gripes of the internet because they become the opposite of fewer and far between. <laughs> more. <laughs> I don't even know what that means. Um, in typical anti-shit show fashion, some news broke immediately before we came on air, and it's that they've found some of the debris, or they've they've found it, but they've picked it up off the bottom. Um, yeah. So it was board ashore on Wednesday morning. It appears to include both end caps, including the sub's porthole with its window missing, um, the landing legs, and uh, the bits and pieces on the back, the equipment, um, but no game controller no game controller that would be quite the artifact at this point eh? there was a, a photo going around of the game controller sitting on the bottom of the ocean but it was fake news oh well good on you for doing the research to know that it was fake speaking of fake news i actually need to clear something up that someone from the real pod corner which is the real pods facebook group pointed out last week when i told you that um bella the lovely woman that put in the coffin and then didn't die and then sadly has died 
She did knock on the coffin. And I said to you, no, I thought she just took a gasp of air and, and they opened it. Oh. She did knock on it, according to the BBC. And there was some discussion about whether you should trust the shit show or the BBC. <laughs> and I had to comment, never the shit show. Who's doing this? Never the shit show. The real pod from the spin-off. Yeah, but it was like nice. It was it was a funny um, comment. Of, oh, I was, I was really no, beef, of someone being like, I, I like listen to the shit show, I listen to Lucy and Squish, and, and I swear she did knock on the coffin, um, and, and I was like, never trust the shit show, only corroborate everyone. Yeah, only, that's a, um, you can trust us a little bit. We're about to talk about Russia, which is something that maybe you could also go and do some of your own digging on, um, Squish. Some big things happened in Russia... As of late, I always know when half of the BBC is reporting on one story, I should probably take my time to look into it. Mm. Some big things happened very quickly. Yes. And then it was over. And then it was over. So basically, Squish is going to tell you sort of what happened. I'm going to explain why it matters. And then Nick's going to tell you how it ended. I think that might be the best way to do it. So Squish, what do heck happened? What do heck? Um, So... On June 23rd, in a series of social media posts, posted on WhatsApp and Telegram and things like that, Progozhin, Yevgeny Progozhin, um, started questioning the Kremlin's motives for the war in Ukraine and accused the Russian Defense Minister Sergei Shaiju of ordering deadly airstrikes on Wagner fighters. For anyone that doesn't know, like me, had no idea, Wagner is basically, or the Wagner group are basically... Um, mercenary fighters, which I didn't know what they were. And this is hired professional soldiers who fight for any state or nation without regard to political interests or issues. So basically, they are paid to go and fight for whatever side the person's paying them to fight for. Exactly. It's a paid army. Yeah, paid army. And so that's um, the Wagner Group's sort of shtick. Yeah, and they were fighting on the side of the Russians. So it's really weird. Um, for the Russian defense minister to order yes. airstrikes on their own dudes, you know. Yes. For all intents and purposes. So after Prigozhin's remarks, um, Russian officials denounced the mercenary leader um, and opened an investigation against him for uh, an armed rebellion um, on June 24th. So it's the next day. The Wagner fighters seized the southern Russian city of Rostov-on-Don as a military hub, and it began to move convoys of fighters and equipment towards uh, Moscow. So you may have seen photos of um, the Wagner uh, mercenaries in Rostov-on-Don. It was like the them lying in the street when there's people just like walking around, and then mm. there's some with them like holding coffee cups, and it's really quite um, jarring and mm-hmm. like a quite weird. And it's really weird that they just walked through these towns and there was not a gun fired and, you know, nothing happened. It was very peaceful. They just sort of rolled in and said, that's ours now, Um, which is really weird of Russia. That's why a lot of people were sort of sitting here thinking, what's going on? Yes, because until this sort of moment, this sort of um, potential insurrection potential coup kind of yeah Yevgeny Genny as we will now call him um has been like a real big supporter of Russia's invasion of Ukraine Mm. and 
obviously he's been in charge of the Wagner group. He's also had fighters that have taken part in conflicts like all over Africa, all over the Middle East. And he he has about, well, he claims to have about 25,000 fighters in Ukraine, which is why basically, as you said before, when he, he said that, you know, ammunition was being withheld from his fighters from Russia and, like you said, airstrikes have allegedly been sort of aimed at his fighters. Mm. He was like, well, actually, fuck that. I'm helping you. I'm going to turn it around. Yeah. And so it's also been said that there's been internal tensions between the Russian military leaders and Yevgeny because Yevgeny thinks that the Russian leaders are incompetent. And so this was kind of, you know, bubbling tensions and then withholding ammunition and then fucking apparent airstrikes on his people. He was like, okay. We finna do something. Yeah, we finna turn this shit around. So I was following this on Twitter, and then it got to my bedtime, and I went to bed. (laughs) And then I woke up to a New York Times notification saying that he stopped the convoy 200 kilometers away from Moscow. So they really fucking hauled ass through Russia. They're like, boom. Um, And then he got 200 kilometers away from Moscow, which you'd think would be the goal. Um, And then turned around and stopped. And everyone was like, what? It turns out, the second main character of this whole, sh- this whole show, and we've talked about him at length in previous podcasts, the leader of Belarus expectedly announced that they somehow had negotiated um, Guinea's halting, to <laughs> agreement to halt his forces to the Russian capital. Um, and the Kremlin said it would drop all charges against Prigozhin and that he would leave for Belarus and he's left for Belarus. He's now in Belarus. He got flown over there on his private jet, and it's not really clear what his life is like. Well, what his life is now like? Does he just park up in a mansion in Belarus and live freely? I don't know. You'd think not. God. Probably. He's probably pissed a lot of people off, mainly Putin. Yeah. And honestly, what a, a disgusting little three. Threesome. I know. Well, I don't actually know much about Guinea, but to to purely have your job be leading soldiers, like, and not soldiers that are fighting for a moral reason, yeah, just paid ones. He's actually had an interesting journey. Um, he started with a hot dog stand. He was broke as I think he got arrested for something for stealing or something way back in the day. He started with a hot dog stand and then built up like a catering sort of company, probably doing more than just hot dogs. Um, in the early 2000s, there's a photo of him actually serving food personally to Putin. Then I don't know how he pivoted from uh, a catering company to mercenaries. That's not really clear to me. It's probably clear to somebody. Putin um, probably really liked his hot dogs and was like, I just want all my buddies to be... Well, couldn't find, couldn't find hot dogs. So I was like, I'm, someone's got the hot dogs. I need to get some, some dudes yes. to go find me the hot dogs. Also really interesting that he started with such an Americanized food. Like such Yeah, American. it was a hot dog stand. Yeah. And before getting on Mike, I didn't actually have a good news story to finish this episode off with. Oh, were you done? Yeah, I mean, basically, the latest of that, uh, Prigozhin is in Belarus. And Lukashenko oh, is yeah. claiming this as a massive win. Small details are sort of trickling out over the past couple of days about who in the Russian military knew this was going to happen. 
Um, of course, questions are being asked of Putin and who he can trust inside his own sort of inner circle. Um, Russia officials keep saying that Russia's army and people uh, are unified around Mr. Putin, but it um, doesn't seem really like that's the case. So I'm interested no. to see where this goes next. I want to know why um, Belarus got involved. I want to know what the deal really was, like what convinced him what? to turn around, really. Yeah, like what those internal... Te- why he thought that the Russian military leaders were incompetent. Well, because they are, actually. Yeah, I know. I mean, that's fairly good. And what the future is for Wagner in Ukraine. Because, I mean, this is what you would think would be a pretty big blow to the Russian forces. And Yeah. Mm. Honestly, everyone turn on Putin and let's see what happens. Let's see what goes down. We will know world peace. Yeah. I don't know. I think something else would pop up, probably. Oh, my God. Hell yeah. Anyway, before we got on the mic, I didn't have a good news story. And then... Um, as I just opened up BBC, I have seen, Squish, that mm-hmm. Simone Biles is returning to competitive gymnastics. Oh, flip yeah. So you... Ha! Huh, that was a good one. Thank so you. you'll probably all remember that she took a break from gymnastics in the, uh, at the Olympics in Tokyo in 2021 mm-hmm. uh, to work on her mental health. And that was actually cool. It sort of set a bit of a precedent for other sports sports stars to prioritise not just their physical health, but their mental health. And anyway, she it's not yet known if she'll compete at next year's Olympics in Paris, but she has said that she will be competing in the US, or she's at least registered for the US Classic um, in August. Registration does not guarantee participation, but at least, you know, she is ready. Oh, well, that is a good news story. I know. I was happy to see that. And thank you, Squish. Thank you, Lucy. And thank you, Ruby. And thank you, listeners. Thank you, Ruby. And we will see you all... Next week. Next week. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. If you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. Use the Stamps.com mobile app to mail everything you need to keep your business running with up to 89% off USPS and UPS. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Use code PROGRAM for a special offer. That's Stamps.com, code PROGRAM.